Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Yes, I know you missed us. Thanks for joining us here for another edition of Blunt Business. We took a couple weeks off because of the fact that we had the, we are stationed here at Cannabis Radio, had to go ahead and do some final planning for the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo over in Miami, Florida, which I know you were hearing me promote couple times a show, and you might have gotten tired of me talking about it, but it worked out because we had a great response from people that came in from all over the country. Uh, better return than last year when it came to the amount of attendees and people that can speak at our show. We had some great speaking sessions, uh, some really great things that we had. Cannabis Radio did do some coverage from the show, and you can go and look for it at our USCC Expo Experience podcast. You can look for it on CannabisRadio.com or wherever you find your podcast. I do a lot of the hosting here on the program, and I hope you'll take a chance to come and look at some of all the great interviews we had over there because we really did some great stuff from the show, and I hope I really highly recommend that you check out some of the speakers we had on the program there. Now, this week, we're going to talk with the CEO of a Denver-based inventory management and POS platform for dispensaries that just launched the first-of-its-kind Stash app. And not Stash Invest, which I use myself. Stash app is a simple mobile application custom-built to streamline dispensary options, maximize efficiency, and reduce inventory management cycles, all from the palm of your hand. Here to talk to me is, uh, shouldn't mean much of an explanation, the CEO of Flow Hub, Kyle Sherman. Kyle, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Good to have you on the program. I think, uh, I don't know if we've had it on Cannabis Radio, but if it's not, glad to have you on board for the first time on this voyage here on the radio station. Now, the Stash app is said to help with the following, Kyle. It says, quote, many cannabis retailers are left to track their inventory by either piecing together several workflows and tools or manually tracking and performing audits with pen and paper or spreadsheets. Who wants to do that? Not only are these methods of time suck, but they also create leakages for compliance risk, human error, and internal theft. So talk to me about the Stash app and how it resolves these kind of issues. Yeah, you know, so there's a big problem in dispensaries today. And that's, you know, the, the reality is in in a highly regulated industry like this, right, you don't have just a, a single skew on your shelf for a single product, right? So if you go into, uh, you know, a grocery store, and you go pick up a box of cereal off the shelf, right? Maybe it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You take a look at the back of that box and look at the barcode. That's the UPC code, right? The universal product code. And it's the same on all those boxes of the same volume. On cannabis, if those uh, boxes of Cinnamon Toast Crunch were in the dispensary, um, it's the same product, but the SKUs or the UPC would actually be different you know, on, on most of those products because they're coming from different uh, oil batches, you know, basically the, the origin of where the oil comes from that the edible was infused with, or, you know, wherever the flour came from, right? So essentially the, the issue to solve, right, is when you're walking around trying to manage all of these SKUs, uh, and you're doing that by hand, and then you have to go back to the state system and input that stuff manually. It just, it, it ends up costing the company a ton of money and time, right? So what we did is we took um, we, we really identified this whole workflow and said, how can we make this far easier 
a superior experience for our uh, customers? And how do we allow them to, to be more compliant? How do we allow them to save time? How do we reduce all this process and allow a computer to do the heavy lifting? And that's what we did. So right, we took away the pencil and paper and said, hey, here's a handheld device we call the NUG, and here's the Stash app that runs on it. And that Stash app can, can manage that complex inventory. So if you have multiple SKUs of the same products, you're reporting back to the state very accurate information because you're scanning those products, right? Now, and what's interesting is so, when you bring that story across, when I look at supermarkets, department stores, gas stations, I mean, any kind of retail, you see, first of all, they're either doing things where they have might have scanners that they're using themselves to contact SKU numbers. They also have to watch if anything is perishable. They have to watch for batch numbers or expiration dates. Then the same thing goes for those that they bring in like auditing companies. I forget some of the companies I've seen, but you'll see them come in like once every couple of months to take care of the same thing. So basically, you're telling me, there's that much of an issue with dispensaries in the amount of products that they're holding that they need, that this would be helpful to take away all those kind of things that the retail sector uses that they always have to do to continue to monitor and to track what they're doing as well. Is that about right, the, around the right thinking? That, that, that's right. And in this industry in particular, you know, the, the regulators want to make sure they know very transparently exactly what products are on the shelf at any given time. And the Stash app allows them uh, to manage that inventory mobily and very accurately. You know, with hundreds of products and SKUs going through a dispensary each month, manually tracking data from a desktop or a spreadsheet or by hand just increases the chance for human error. And it's not sustainable for the business, right? So that, that really is, um, you know, that's really what this comes down to. And on top of that, right, things can also get really confusing when you're managing several workflows and tools to track and perform audits, right? So maybe you've moved off of pencil and paper and you're using all these other tools, but that, that also leads to discrepancies in the reporting, which could really damage these businesses. And so again, you know, we're, we're just, we're, we're taking these largely manual processes today and then bringing it into a handheld device and, and just making it easy. You know, our whole goal as a company is to, to end the war on drugs, right? And that starts with ending the war on cannabis. And, and to end the war on cannabis, I think you got to break it down and go, well, why are people going to vote for this? Um, well, it, it's most likely that the real conservative folks who are most influenced by all of the, the, the drug war propaganda in previous years and previous decades, you know, these folks are going to look at the transparency that's being provided with these tools and they're going to go, look, you know, we, we really feel that legalization is a better option for us than prohibition because, uh, you know, obviously things are being so well tracked and maintained. Um, we believe this is smarter than, than having a black, a functioning black market or a criminal market in our environment, right. Or, or in their area. And so we believe that a tool like this uh, has influence far past, just the dispensary itself, but actually in helping, uh, you know, stop the, the prohibition of, of cannabis in particular. This Stash app comes preloaded on FlowHub's mobile NUG scanners, you mentioned, with three primary functions, audit, inventory, transfer between locations, and move between rooms. So break down the need for all those different functions. Yeah. So, you know, today the world looks a lot different than it did four years ago. You have folks who have centralized distribution centers that distribute out to their stores, right? Um, 
we're the only vendor today offering products that allow these folks to actually move product from centralized distribution out to their individual stores in a compliant manner. And this handheld device allows them to do that quite easily. They just literally walk around, scan in packages, right? And then they can send those out to their stores. So that's really important, especially if you're operating at scale, right? The smaller you are, the less likely you are going to be using a function like transferring between locations. You could do store to store transfers or just centralized distribution to store transfers. And then you asked about another thing, which is moving between rooms. And this is this anybody can take advantage of. Uh, what we've developed many years ago was essentially a blueprinting system for your retail environment, meaning that you could set up uh, locations that you hold inventory. It could be display case one, two, and three, refrigerator four, you know, back room one, it could be vault two, right? It could be any, you know, essentially any room. And you can segment these so that your bud tending staff or your front of house staff cannot sell product that are stored in certain rooms. So you can essentially say this room is not for sale or, hey, over here, this front room sale floor is for sale. And what you can do is kind of, you can store inventory in these areas so that if you get audited, if the state comes in, they know exactly where everything is. And so do you, right? And this is just really helpful transparency. So what, we're, what we allow folks to do is actually run inventory throughout their store, right? If you're a high volume store seeing 1500 patients a day, right? Um, you're probably going to have somebody running product from your vault to your floor, from your display cases back to your vault or whatever, right? You've always kind of flows. You can do that mobily with these devices. And the Nug device has a cellular connection. So you can actually do this, um, you know, throughout your environment, even with, with limited Wi-Fi connectivity. And so it's just, again, it's about making these things really easy for folks, allowing them to run a, a more automated business and then and spend more time serving their, their consumers. Now, a couple of things I want to ask as we get into this is the fact that do you need these products from whichever distributor might be providing? First of all, there's the extent as to what is on the packaging that will allow you to go ahead and scan or be able to go ahead and get information to document each item. And then also just when you've put the scanner into different dispensaries, how many different products are we looking at that each dispensary might have that might need to be inventoried? Well, yeah, great questions, right? So the answer to your first one, I, the, the, the way this works, right, in, in these states that have legalized cannabis uh, for adult use or medical use or both, um, they typically have some sort of state tracking system that's mandated. In many cases, that system might be metric, which is uh, not to be confused yeah. with the metric system. But yeah, California used it. This was developed in Colorado. We were the first company to ever integrate with this system back, uh, back many years ago in Colorado when we were the only real, uh, uh, you know, regulated market in the U.S. Uh, but now this is the standard, right? And so um, there are some other systems like BioTrack State System, Leaf Data Systems from MJ Freeway, right? So there's various markets, but Metric has really taken uh, a stronghold in, in modernized, uh, regulate, you know, regulated industry uh, in in these certain states. So so anyhow, you know, th what happens is with with Metric is you you essentially have a Metric tag. It's called a package tag that gets affixed to a box. And that's going to hold a batch of products. And you can assign different products under a single metric tag. Um, we work intimately with this system so that when you scan that metric tag, we're pulling down information either from our system or from the state system. Typically, when you're using FlowHub, right, you're you, we're running all of your inventory. We, we are the system of record uh, that interfaces with the state. And so, you know, when you're scanning these things, we already have it in our database 
um, because you've you've accepted the package essentially into your inventory. And then you ask the second question, which is, well, what inventory needs to be tracked? Well, it's all inventory needs to be tracked. Um, you know, really except accessories, right? Like accessories like a t-shirt, um, you know, or a bag or a hat, right? That's not necessarily, that um, doesn't necessarily need to be tracked but from that, a regulated how perspective. Many, how many products do you think there would be in a given dispensary on average that would need to be scanned is what I'm wondering. Well, it depends on the size, right? I mean, we have customers who have tens of thousands of products wow. that are skewed at any given time. We have um, stores with a thousand SKUs, right? So uh, it really, uh, it can vary greatly depending on the location of the dispensary, the scale of the dispensary, uh, you know, and so it, it just, it, it varies. Fantastic. All right. I'm here with Kyle Sherman, the CEO of Flow Hub. We're going to talk more about you, Kyle. I've got a little bit of information to go and give just to give some context because you've done a lot of work uh, prior to joining Flow Hub. And we're going to talk about compliance. It's such a, it's just a subject you just can't get away from. It's necessary. And like you said, if we're looking to go ahead and, you know, win the war on cannabis, the war on drugs, compliance is key. We'll be back with Kyle Sherman and more Blunt Business in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with the bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm here with Kyle Sherman, the CEO of Flow Hub here on Blunt Business. Let's talk about you, Kyle. You've worked with notable brands such as Dixie Elixirs, Weed Maps, and Neos Vape Pens as a 
chief compliance officer. Besides the fact also you've been named a top 100 cannabis leader by Entrepreneur Magazine, 30 and under, uh, on the 30 and under list by Business Insider, and you served as an associate producer for the documentary We the People. You've done a lot of work. But let's get to that point about compliance. What is it about compliance that you would like to see more of from a company to company standpoint? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, it's interesting to talk about compliance. It's typically a very boring subject that, uh, you know, people like to often put onto a single person in an organization and say, that's our compliance guy over there. That's our compliance woman over there. Just go go talk to them, right? Um, but the, the reality is compliance uh, needs to be a part of your company culture in this space. Um, it's really important because you can u- lose your license. You can put your investors or shareholders at risk if you're not maintaining compliance at all times, right? And so, um, and, and by the way, you still have to grow your business and understand your business metrics all along the way, right? But you have to be compliant at the core. You're found- foundationally, you have to be a compliant company. And so, you know, what we often recommend folks, and when I talk about this, you know, at MJ Biz last year, I, I had to talk about this, but the, the, the reality is you've got to drive compliance into the center of your culture, meaning that no one person is necessarily responsible for just a compliance mistake. No, your bud tenders, your inventory managers, every single person that works for you understands the importance of compliance and is trained regularly on what that means, right? So it could be, hey, we're not going to accept vertical IDs in this market. It's just a part of the law, right? And reminding people of these things and making it a part of your everyday culture. You can gamify it and create pools for winning if you, you know, do a compliance check and pass. Whatever, right? Like, so the idea is it's just you're driving into the center of your business and it's just something that's naturally there. So over time, there's just no question, but it's a part of the DNA of the company. There was a story that uh, you were quoted on. We were actually interviewed by Benzinga, and you were talking about the idea of tool stacks. So for those that might not understand that, in computing, a tool stack or a solution stack or a software stack is a side of software subsystems or components needed to complete create a complete platform that such, such that no additional software is needed to support applications. Now, you had mentioned that, quote, the tool stack is a subject discussed in numerous industries. Cannabis is no exception, and some believe that existing software solutions fall short. And you mentioned it's a problem that can be traced to, quote, a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none approach, end quote. You said having an open API stack with this vast and expanding partner ecosystem is truly the ideal solution for cannabis retailers. Take me behind your logic. Yeah, I I think, you know, when you look at the overall market today, there's a lot of bright, shiny objects for entrepreneurs, meaning that, boy, we could go tackle all of these things over here and do things over here. Maybe we can go do grow and manufacturing and we'll do this and that. And, you know, next thing you know, you're diluted in your ability to execute in any one given area really well, right? So it's kind of the idea of going 10 feet deep or going two feet deep, right? Like um, we're in the position that it's better for our customers and we can give consumers better experience with our customers if we go 10 feet deep, right? Meaning that we are hyper-focused on providing incredible retail experiences throughout the retail side of the supply chain. But if we were to go do grow manufacturing and this and that and kiosks and e-commerce and da, 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 right? Like next thing you know, you're really not good at any of those because all your focus is diluted across all of these ideas. And what we'd rather do is take best in class solutions. So if you want great e-commerce, go get it from Dutchie. 
go get it from iHeartJane and make sure that they're able to write phenomenal applica- you know, integrated applications on top of the Flow Hub platform so they can provide great experiences to our customers and to their customers, right? And so the idea is, is not to try to go to do everything ourselves as FlowHub, but to build the very best platform that enables all of these third parties to provide great experiences into the retailers. And this does a couple things. One, it gives retailers the ability to provide unique experiences between their neighbor down the street, right? Maybe they want to offer a different loyalty solution or a different e-commerce solution or a different kiosk or a different digital menu display. Right. Um, and so the, the reality is instead of trying to do all of that in house and just offer our solutions with a half baked uh, integration to third parties, instead, let's let everyone right on top of our platform be very open about it and help them go sell into our customers so that our customers can get better experiences out of it and, and better business value. And that's how we think about that problem. Cannabis Industry Journal recently wrote that track and trace programs enable government oversight of commercial cannabis throughout its life cycle from seed to sale. Regulators can track a product's journey from grower to processor to distributor to consumer through data points captured at each step of the supply chain, end quote. Now, California's cannabis operators are made to adhere to strict compliance guidelines that are including oversight by the state's new track and trace system we mentioned metric here on the program. Failure to do so puts businesses at risk of criminal liabilities liabilities, and has the potential to invite federal prosecution. For those who have not adhered to this kind of compliance, Kyle, how they, should they treat the California model with some merit? Should they treat it that way? Yeah, I, I mean, we see this in states that have been around in a regulated system longer than California. Obviously, California has a long 20-year culture, right, going – go all the way back to 1996 when medical was first uh, enacted there. Uh, you know, the, the, the reality though, it's been operating as a gray market for this time. And it, while the market was phenomenal, I, I was in LA for 10 years before moving to Denver to start this company. I saw it firsthand, right? But the reality is, uh, you know, th- there needs to be a regulatory infrastructure. Um, these things need to be in place for this to become a federally legal industry. Um, this needs to happen for this to evolve into an industry that that is accessible accessible to everybody, all consumers, right, of age consumers and, and all patients. Um, and so the, the reality is these are really important mandates. I mean, we've seen people using, uh, you know, poor systems that were not built for the industry or systems that overpromised them and underdelivered uh, on the compliance side of things. Uh, you know, they get fined 30 grand. They get their license pulled for a month, right? And so these are the types of people we love helping because um, these are folks that have been burned uh, by other vendors. They they don't really understand what's needed. And we come in and we help them run a really compliant, great business. Um, and we help them grow their business to make more money, right? We, we, we guide them and we provide them tools that will take an hour long process, you know, manual process, we'll make it a five minute one for them. And they're staying significantly more compliant in that, in that time. And so, um, yeah, the Californians need, uh, those who don't take this new mandate seriously, they're going to be in for a big treat when they get, when they get a, a large fine, uh, by the state, it might not happen tomorrow, but it will happen. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, um, you know, this is how the government plans to make a lot of money on top of the taxes is to go and force the laws uh, that have been enacted. So I think that, you know, the reality is, is, you know, these, these folks need to step up and, and take it seriously. And most are, by the way, like it's yeah. a, 
it's been refreshing to see uh, the industry there, uh, you know, changing swiftly and taking into, uh, you know, in, into mind all these changes and, and doing so professionally. But, it, you know, the folks that do not uh, give our industry a bad rep and, and it doesn't, it doesn't not help at all. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to suffer the consequences uh, from the state regulators. And for those that are not aware that might be listening to this program and you might not be in the, in the cannabis industry, I just want to preface the fact that as we talked about this here on the interview of compliance, that remember, compliance not just doesn't happen just from the dispensary. Again, seed to sale, we're talking about cultivators, the type of quality control they must do for their product from the laboratories to the testing, all the way to when it's being shipped and being distributed in a store for consumer use. There is a whole lot of regulatory uh, infrastructure that is built into every seed to sale business and keep that in mind so for those that give any kind of feeling of stigma here that should be debunked because there is so much control over the product here for the good of the industry and for the good of con- uh, for, of consumers that's really what it comes down to that's the point i really wanted to bring across i got one more question for you here kyle before you're going to wrap things up but i'm going to ask it after we take a quick break we'll be right back Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. It's time to Hemp Resent. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Wrapping things up here with Kyle Sherman, CEO of Flow Hub, here on Blunt Business. Now, Kyle, when you were asked 
what were the major issues facing dispensaries? You mentioned this. Quote, it's essential that dispensaries not only thoroughly vet all team members before hire, but also instill a culture of compliance and accountability within the business. So not just the technology, you want your staff to also have that same mindset. So staff compliance to complement compliance technology? Yeah, you know, look, I, I think the the like I mentioned earlier, right? I, the technology is great. I mean, it will help automate all these processes. But if you don't understand why, and, you, and it's not a part of the DNA of the business, that's a real problem because you could have someone uh, inadvertently, unknowingly breaking the law. And when you have an auditor in your facility, again, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and that particular employee is working that day and doesn't actually know they can't accept vertical IDs in this particular, whatever market it might be, right? Uh, but they're doing so, uh, you know, that's a problem, right? These little details really matter. Uh, and so, the, the, the reality is just being familiar with it, understanding the why, understanding how metric actually works. Like, you know, th- there are vendors out there who will say, never go to metric ever again. And that's a terrible, terrible piece of advice. As a former compliance officer in the space, you should absolutely understand how your metric account works and what data is there. You can't just go hand that over the keys to someone else and say, oh, I'm never have to worry about that again. That is your ledger. That's what the state is looking at. That is like that. That is just fundamental, right? So it's just these these core things just need to be a part of the business uh, at a DNA level. Amazing. Now, and I agree with you. And it's really just a matter of, I mean, it, you know, for the risk and the issues, like we mentioned about any kind of criminal prosecution penalties that can be accrued. You know, it is right now. It's not to really just be. It's just better to be more cautious than not. It's really just to exercise real good caution and to exercise compliance. It should be part of everything. It's almost like how you have a construction site, you know, how many days without an accident? Well, there should never be any days with an accident. It should come down. And be conservative, be conservative with the law. Like don't try to take it and be liberal with, with what it's saying. I mean, take the law and be as conservative as possible with, I mean, we're not just building businesses. We're building an industry collaboratively. And so, you know, this is, uh, this is an unprecedented time. We've never been through this before as a society. And we're changing uh, the, the, the fabric of how things work, right? Uh, and so we need to do this together. We need to put compliance first uh, and build really healthy businesses here. This is not about trying to make a quick buck. It shouldn't be at all. This is about changing, uh, you know, ending the war on drugs and changing society for the better. Agreed. Uh, Kyle, again, I really thank you for being on the show. It's been probably long overdue because we know we really wanted to have you on the program. And of all the people that are out there, just you have a lot of great information. You are speaking the truth and you are they're thumping on the pulpit of compliance and it's necessary. And I hope you're going to continue to put that message across and hope to have you back again soon. Thank you. You know, and in the meantime, I would encourage, you know, the business owners who are in the space or, yes. or, or soon to be business owners in the space who are listening to the program today, you know, I would recommend checking out the Cannabis Trade Federation. Uh, this is a group that uh, I, I was a founding board director of. I am also the treasurer of the group. And we spend a lot of time in DC uh, lobbying the federal government to uh, enact the, the States Act, uh, the Safe Banking Act. You know, our goal is to end 280E for operators, which is a, 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 a incredibly uh, frustrating tax code that essentially makes uh, forces business plant touching companies to pay an 80% effective federal tax rate. Uh, so we're working really hard uh, to end federal prohibition uh, and taking steps to help businesses thrive. And so I would just, ta- I would recommend folks to go take a look at the Cannabis Trade Federation, potentially join, check out what we stand for. Um, we've, we've got incredible folks involved today like PAX, obviously Flow Hub, 
quite a few retailers, right? And and uh, there's just there's great great folks involved, uh, great folks involved in that that group. Fantastic. Well, Cal, really quick before we can wrap things up, please take a minute to talk to our audience about FlowHub, about the the, the Nug tool and uh, stash, and let people know how they can get their hands on it at their dispenser retailer, and they need to go and track and uh, properly track their product. Yeah, if, if you're a dispensary, uh, a retailer in the space, uh, and you'd like to check out more uh, on FlowHub and the tools that we offer, if you'd like to make more money, uh, we're happy to help you. Uh, give us a call, 844-FLOWHUB, or go to our website, flowhub.com. It's F-L-O-W-H-U-B.com, uh, and you can go get a demo there and, and check out some of our services. Uh, but we're a very customer-centric company. Uh, you can get a hold of our product support team seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Uh, we have a 95% average pickup rate on phone calls with a 10 second average hold time. We take our customers very, very seriously because their success is our success. And that's how we're going to end the war on drugs. So check us out flowhub.com. Uh, and we'll be happy to help you. Kyle Sherman, CEO of Flowhub. Thank you again for being here with us on Blunt Business. And thank you listeners for joining us here on the program. You can download past episodes of Blunt Business by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to rate and review. We really would appreciate that. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.